shit. That was the wrong thing to say. That's sound. That's the intro music. Very jamming, right? Did you make this music, Frank? I did. I made it myself. Yeah. Oh, did pay we touch toes there? <laughs> More than I wanted. Thanks. This is why I asked for shoes. Oh, <laughs> not, not so close. <laughs> I'll just slide away. Wow. So Ash. Welcome. <laughs> We're back, everybody. Unruly Software. That's right. We're uh, the unruliest software podcast in the land. How you doing? Yeah, good. How are you, Ash? Very well. I'm very comfortable now. You're comfortable? Yes. Now that we've done the weird intro, you've heard the music. It was good music. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, but you, you always make, you've made music for a while. I've done a little, I've dabbled. I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a musical artist. I'd say I enjoy making... We're software artists, actually. That's the only artistry we can Well, claim. I can copy-paste software. That's art. I mean, you know, that's like uh, contemporary art, but for contemporary programming. Contemporary art, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Contemporary programming, just Stack Overflow copy-pasting. Yeah. Yeah. They've got... Stack Overflow has that sort of like corporate thing now where you can like host your own Yeah, questions. your own questions. Yeah, Ooh. your own like knowledge base. Yeah, I saw that. Like I is I that I an alternative to Confluence or something? I, I don't. I don't know. I trust the product think. manager to know what's going on with yeah, Stack Overflow. The developers have got no idea. We should do the introduction before uh, we go too far That's into right. it. That's right. That's true. Ashmar, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming in. Hello, hello. Product manager at Zip. Yeah. Zip Money or Zip? Zip. Z- you can Zipco. Zipco. What's trading that? trading handle on ASX is Z1P. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh. It's yeah. easy to find. Yeah. That's right at the end. Or is it at the top? Uh, Depends on if they sort by. Just just search for it. Yeah. You don't need to just go down the full loop. I thought maybe it would like give you better SEO. No, no. I don't know. I don't know how stocks work. I'm sorry. <laughs> Neither. Oh. I'm not that good at stocks. Yeah. Hopefully you're good at product managing. That's why you got the job there. But I'm glad you came yeah. in because, um, you know, me and James talk about tech stuff all the time. but We never talk about anything other than tech stuff. So we need to get the product manager's spin on it, but we're very one-dimensional people. Hopefully, it's I can bring. Hope, hopefully, I can bring a different flavor. Some, yeah, flavor. You, yeah, you look like you've got good flavor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that's well. You that's were saying you could nearly taste his mustache before. That's yeah. true. His, that's the third time so someone juicy. has said that to me today. Are you oh, <laughs> about <laughs> your mustache? <laughs> no, about my flavor profile. Oh, oh. really? Yeah. Is this your girlfriend or <laughs> <laughs> just on my w- on, on my walk over here? Oh, two people. Two people said that. A to whole you. two people. That's really weird. I've actually don't think anyone has ever said that I look like I taste nice. Actually, no scratch that it has been said to me. But we've known you for quite some time now, Ash. We've known each other for a long time, like three, four years. Is it three years? It I reckon. Oh, it must be four. Yeah. 2018. We did the uh, the boot camp that we've spoken about before, mm. Coder Academy. Yeah, it sort of brought us brought a lot of all of us together. It's literally my entire network. An uh, unbreakable bond, some would say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 that very that. There's not a lot of commitment. Oh. In that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, ca- you we can definitely the break the bond. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm here. <laughs> We we used up the rest of the bond just to get you onto this. Yeah. yeah, the bond is done now yeah. after today. But yeah, I mean, like you, you've had a, you've had other people from the boot camp here. Yeah, we have. Who? Yeah. Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Yes, yes. One other. But Joseph yeah. works here, so. 
Yeah, we sort true. of like forced him against his will. He's, his <laughs> seat much. is we, all we dragged into the table pretty much. Yeah, well, his seat is all of three meters from here. Yeah, we literally like <laughs> dragged him into the chair, <laughs> put the mic in front of his face, <laughs> and made him do it. Yeah, yeah. I hope you didn't stress him out too much, though. Oh no. well, no. Once he got into it, he was quite good. Yeah. Just those initial nerves, you know, like... Uh, Everyone's nervous. I, I was sweating. Yeah. Our first uh, episode was on, like, we had the, the <laughs> Yeti in the middle day. of a table <laughs> in my house. And uh, it was the three of us just, like, sitting around... Complaining about CSS. Yeah. Ah, uh, CSS. We're like, fucking selectors. <laughs> hate them. Oh, yeah. my God. Do you remember any code? We need to talk about your experience at the boot camp. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you entered the boot camp for different reasons. Oh, not different reasons, no, but... Just, just trying it out. But uh, you, you always wanted to be a product manager, didn't you? Well, I was a product manager before, before the boot camp, right? Yeah. And then and I was like, oh, I know nothing of what all the developers are talking about, so why don't we do the boot camp yeah. just in case? Yeah. And then maybe I actually wanted to do become a developer. Mm. So that was... Had that work out for you? It didn't. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, well... No, I was just like, I don't want to be reading things like Stack Overflow the whole day. Oh. So. Well, you just have to get to the point of like big brain where you no longer have to. And then I suppose you never have to, like, what do you have to read in terms of reference as a product manager? I don't nothing, know. Nothing. You just nothing. come up with it off the top I of just your head. pull it out of my That's arms. What, yeah. And then I find the numbers to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> Ask someone else to find the numbers as well. That's even better. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, ninety nine. I think ninety percent of the job is just trying to sell the dream. Yeah, it's yeah. a sales job. A little bit of management, people management. Actually, I've got a whole heap of questions about that. But boot camp, boot camp, boot camp first. But otherwise, yeah. we're gonna yeah, we're we gonna go. d- we're gonna I'll derail. Otherwise, I I'm I love to deal derail, derail this train. That tangent went quick. I it's know. Like, bam. Yeah. Tangent. Frank's actually boot camp. learning to disarm me quickly. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a good skill to have. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like you two co-hosting. Yeah. Um, boot camp. Mm. Uh, what do you remember? What was your first memory? Yeah. First memory of the boot camp. Uh, I don't know. How many of us was there? There was like 30? There was About 31 30? at the beginning yeah. and then oh 28 at the end, I believe. You had those numbers prepped. Uh, no, I just, we've spoken about it probably four times because <laughs> right. we did it with Joseph and then oh episode right. before. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was... It was a fast start, and I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah. You love it. I well, love it. Do you remember the first thing we did, that, like, introduction? Walk around and introduce yourself to every other person? Yeah. yeah. You were real awkward. I <laughs> thank you so much. That's You're really welcome. nice. <laughs> yeah. I actually... That Frank, was Frank is about the same. <laughs> you've what? No. You've, 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 you've changed. Have I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I have big alpha energy now, though. That's because I've been, you know, I've been through the ringer. <laughs> yeah, you've been around the block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, what was the first? We started off with Ruby on Rails, didn't we? That was... Vanilla Ruby. Yeah, and then everyone's just like, all I remember about Ruby was just like, everyone's like, oh, there's so much magic that happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one really knows what's happening. Mm. Like, I think active, active record. Active oh, record, yeah. yeah. You just say the, the magic words and yeah. the, the data goes into the table. Yeah, and then yeah. you can, uh, you know, scaffold. Scaffold shit really quickly. Oh, yeah. you remember all the commands. Huh? You remember all the commands. You remember Rails better than us. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to use, um, what was that other package? Was it a bundle? So it's the Bundler. Run. Oh, yeah. yeah. The bundler just yeah. to run shit. What was it? You had to do uh, yeah, bundle, bundle exec. exec. Yeah. Rails uh, DB migrate. Yeah. Yeah. 
Actually, that oh. was everyone in the class. Was like, did you DB migrate? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise how many times you had to DB migrate. Yeah. And then, like, how... Yeah. And I've never had to do that in work. It became I a guess meme. I don't need to. Anything that went wrong was just like, DB migrate. Well, it's essentially... I find most problems that people had, or peop- that I had as well, were just like, copy this one script, run it, walk away for a coffee, come back, the problem's fixed. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean... Spring stop. All, oh, all nope. of these little <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> Spring stop. Spring like kept the code loaded in the background, but occasionally the cache would break and then like the old code would run, even though it's like saved. And I remember a few times like rebooting the computer would fix it and that w- ended up being spring. Lots mm. of little dumb issues. That's what the thing the about magic. And then the and then what was some of the other terminal commands? Like the RM the big no no one was like RM dash RF. Oh yeah. This is isn't that like remove I literally have a shortcut that's just like R now for <laughs> RM dash RF. Living oh, really? on the edge. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just ah, that's that's why that's why my life. So you wouldn't have done that like before, no, four years. But now that's the that's, that's the alpha that's life. That's my uh, character arc. Is like I use scarier Unix commands. <laughs> <laughs> that is some niche character arc. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm very satisfied with my character arc. I realize that uh, you know might not be good for some people, but I do. I you. do think one day we can put together a good screenplay about this character arc. Where it's just a completely niche, and then and then we can get this thing produced. Well, you, you we'll two wants uh, to make a musical. Well, you two dabbled. You, you guys made a, a closing video for the boot camp. Oh Did my we? god! Do you remember? Yeah, that I was one? I was we w- we were starring in it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, that was. I uh, think he he blocked that out. I don't think you should have brought that. Up. I would actually love to see the video, and I Frank said he had it, but he doesn't have it. I've got it at home somewhere. Yeah, I've got f- on an old phone. Doubt it. But uh, <laughs> that's definitely there. Every time I ask someone, they're like, no, I can't find it. Yeah. yeah. What happened there? So the, the guys who run the boot camp asked you guys to do... Uh, to do something. What's yeah. the start? Just it was what, like what, for what marketing. Bef- I don't know. What was the scope of works? Because it, it was like a full movie on our life at the boot camp. Yeah. I think it was just like little little gaffes, little, yeah. little skits. I just remember I played Michael, who was the lead educator. And uh, I had to tie my hair up to get that little alfalfa sprout he gets on the top <laughs> of his head. Oh. And then I had to, like, explain Git, and I had, like, the red strings, and I had to, like... Git was... Oh, the fucking Git branch. Just oh, and then yeah, I remember that. And then rebasing. I can't relate to the difficulty. Your branch management was just... On it was leaked. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Uh, it just always sort of made sense because it's essentially like Git is like cu- memorize these four things and run these in these circumstances. And then that's it. Do you guys, what's what's your source control here? GitHub, Labs, GitHub. Bucket. GitHub. We GitHub. use GitHub and uh, GitHub Actions. Mm. Yeah. What's GitHub Actions? GitHub Actions is the CI built. You know how GitLab has CI built in? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a CI <laughs> server where you work? Do you, you know what I'm talking about? CI? Continuous like... Integration? Yeah. De- or continuous I know, deployment. I know. Yep. Or Jenkins. There, there must have been... The way that builds are deployed automatically or tests are run. That sort of thing, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. This is what happens when you get product in on the, on the, on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate your like yeses though. Yeah. But like, you know, I know, what, I know what all the words are and how to spell them. Yeah. And what CI and CD are. Just, just can't put them into practice. Well, no, no, not not expected. It's just a very simple platform to use. It's like a very easy startup friendly, get something running immediately. What's this? GitHub Actions. Well. Yeah, 
it's free from the start. So when we started using it, uh, it was literally free out of the gate. You're running code on a computer for free. Uh, so it let us get started for like a month and a half and then we outgrew it and then got to upgrade it and used free stuff after that. So yeah, it's, it's a good platform now, GitHub. Immature, but good. James built a custom uh, GitHub action runner. runner. Yeah, so my brother has like a big... How do you spell runner? R-U-N-N-E-R. Oh, I thought it was going to be one of those sites. Why don't you spell runner? Oh, R-N-N-R. Runner.io. That's where you can find the package. Oh, right. I don't I don't get it. Every startup's like that. But don't uh, need vowels in your name. Anyway, ignore my GitHub runner story because my GitHub runners are very boring. Do you remember uh, helping me do interview practice? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do I? Yeah. That's I think one I of do. the standout memories for me from boot camp. Interview practice. Yeah, interview practice. I still remember you asking me like, "Why do you want to work here?" <laughs> and I, I, I felt like I was in the actual interview, and I was like sweating bullets. And I was like, "I don't know. Do I say money? <laughs> Is that the wrong thing to say? I need to pay my rent." And then you were like, "Oh, what's your greatest weakness?" And I was like, "I'm too good." <laughs> That's essentially my answer. I just have too much attention to yeah. detail. Should we should we get into into the uh to how all the internship interview processes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, should we talk about that? Yeah. Do you have a specific memory, or? Well, we all interviewed the same place, didn't we? At one point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And then what happened? What and then I got left out. Is what happened. <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. Well, they didn't really want you. But no, they so. didn't. No, that's okay. Because you, you probably said like, oh, "I want to be a product boy." I don't think I did. No. Just, uh, I think I hid that fact from them. You know, just in case. They probably thought you were too cool. They can probably tell because, look, you're wearing a hat backwards right now. So you <laughs> and a collared shirt. So obviously you're not this a This guy's not a serious dev. Yeah. I'm literally walking around here barefoot in like a hey, T-shirt that says AWS typically. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I wouldn't do that. No. I'll have and AWS stickers on the, on, the, on, the, on the laptop. But you ended yeah. up in a more producty kind of internship anyway. Yeah, I sort of made that. Ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I went over to uh, Mentally Friendly, yep. which is now Future Friendly. Yeah. Oh, why is it not mentally friendly? Is it insensitive to know. people with mental health issues? Or no, no, I think I, I don't know. I think that I think the rebound was just to like increase their the scope of their brand. I don't know. You right. would have to find someone from them. Interesting to, to bring in. I don't know. Yeah, we'll bring in a mentally friendly person. Future, this future, is, this future is a friendly. casting call. Oh, sorry, I, I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to bring in a mentally friendly person. <laughs> I think on their LinkedIn right now, it's like future friendly Slash. in brackets. Formerly mentally friendly. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a yeah. tough do the point re-brand. for a brand, though, because then you never find them again. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, branding. Branding's um. I don't know. Are we tangenting too quickly? But branding's a funny one, because you just sort of get through. Um, I don't know. A lot of brands, especially when startups get bought, you're like, do you keep that brand or do you, uh, just become, you know, you go into the mothership and just take on the new acquirer's brand. It's like. Mm. Because a lot of other companies, they sell that with, um, what is it? They do like, you know, X, part of I think this group. Yeah. They buy, like, it depends on what they're buying. For some of some companies, it's like they're buying, I feel like when Google Maps bought, there was some little uh, uh, mapping agency here as well that they bought. I feel like that, like those sort of purchases are like, they don't really need the brand. They just need to delete the customer, like the, uh, yeah. <laughs> they just the, the market move. Yeah. 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 There's they just plenty need of those. buy the customer accounts. And then like, um, yeah. 
and then the same thing for like the, uh, there's different reasons I'm sure for different acquisitions. So, yeah. But when you went to mentally friendly, had you made the decision then you wanted to be a product manager, or were you still? Yeah, I think by the end of the program at, at the boot camp, it was pretty. I was pretty. Oh, I'd say in the last third, I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go back into product. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, for me, it's just it's engineering, especially at a, at a larger company. I was I was gonna be too far away from the customer. Ah, so yeah. like most of the time, I, I like talking to the customers. You're or a like talkative person. I'm pretty chatty. Yeah, you're a chatty kind of guy. Yeah. And then I was just like, and I didn't want to be stuck in reading docs stuff like that yeah yep. so i was like yeah it's not my life that's my life yeah good for you it's the only <laughs> thing i care about actually <laughs> i i, I wanted to something as far away from the customer in fact yeah. i got so far away from the customer i spent like almost a full year doing something that had zero customer impact <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you that was a good role <laughs> <laughs> never Super got happy. a call no feature request for that one <laughs> that's good no yeah no that's yeah so what how long did it how long did a bootcamp go for? Started in February, finished in six months, months wasn't it? September, October. It was a fast track, yeah. and then it was after the six months. I think it was the internship. Yeah, is that right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Was like so after I reckon graduation. in the last month and a half, two months, definitely before we started that final project. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to do product. But uh, you definitely goes. picked up technical skills. Like you're a better product manager now. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The jury's still out. Some you, you gotta ask. You gotta ask. You gotta <laughs> ask. The, you gotta ask the uh, the engineers I work with, or or your customers, probably more importantly, wouldn't you think? Uh, oh. yeah. But in terms of like you know how Which I am matters. to work with, oh, I see. You'll need to ask. Yeah. Other people. But you can have deeper conversations though. Like maybe before you done the boot. Camp. I don't. I don't need to ask as many questions. Yeah. But like 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 we were talking before, I still can't pronounce some things. Like what? Like Ingenex. Like Ingenex. Yeah. Oh, do you mean Ingenex? Ingenex? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I believe it's pronounced Nginx. Yes. Oh, Nginx. Yes. Yeah. I always thought, hmm, that's very, very strange. I've never heard it said that way. Yeah. Well, you learn these things. You Can do. You play the laugh track. Thank you. <laughs> 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 no, no, don't. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> it's tragic. <laughs> so embarrassing. I liked it. Um, no, no, it's definitely helped. Uh, communication with engineers you just you just feel less i feel like we up. communicate much better now i think so but you know like it, it's it's a double-edged sword so oh, really? the reason why it's a double-edged sword is like because i've had people come up to me did you do that and say, oh yeah i did it because uh, i did the boot camp because you helped me speak to engineers I'm like okay cool and then some of the people you ask they're like did you do it just so you can call the engineers out on their bullshit oh, okay. and like on like how how wrong their estimates are yep. and i'm just like where did this come from? Yeah. Like this person. It's not possible with that level of education to like call someone out, especially for building large features though. Like I know, but like some yeah. people still do, which is a scary thing. Yeah. I, it's worse. Like having a manager who knows, like having someone who knows very shallow level of what happens uh, can be worse than having someone who's totally clueless. Because then at least they know that how little they know. Yeah. 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 Because you don't want it to end up being micromanagement. Like, if they know just that little bit, then they want to kind of put their spin on it and tell you how to do things. No, yeah, yeah. And then also, like, I, you can see it happen as well where people are like, oh, but, like, if that's just, you know, a simple CRUD API. I mean, it's uh, just JavaScript it at the then, end of the day. Yeah. Then how difficult could it be? Yeah, that's so right. You know, I've why, why, why are you like quoting, that. like, 10 days when it's, you know, yep. I can do that in two days. Yeah, exactly. Or worse, 
scaffold, <laughs> right? Like, like, so like you don't, rail you don't scaffold. Want, I could yeah, write yeah, a scaffold no this context. tomorrow. Yeah, you don't, you don't want uh, that to happen. It was a person I met at a, at one of those meetups back when meetups were a thing in Sydney. And he, he was a, a CEO of a company, like a small company. I think it was him and like he hired like three developers and like human resources lady. And I spoke to him for a while and he did a three-day programming course and he was telling me how he did it so he could call out the developers ah, <laughs> on their bullshit. Three days, that'll, that'll do and it. And he's like, and I, I proved it to them. I went and I built the API myself. Uh-huh. And it's like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, how long did it stay That's in Prague? He was like, oh, I don't think it actually ran. It couldn't be like... <laughs> Something about the database. So, wow. Yeah, those people exist. Oh, you, I know. You don't, I, I don't meet many of them though. Luckily, I'm very blessed. You've you've chosen wisely. Yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah. We don't see many people these days. No, I mostly sit over there, or at my house with my dog. Well, this is why you start your own startup so you can build your own culture. Yeah, that's right. We're building the culture of sitting over there. <laughs> <laughs> What's our culture like? Our culture is like we have good. seats. We have chairs. <laughs> we, have seats, yeah. we do this podcast. We thing have that's a roof. That's pretty cool. Yeah, podcast pretty good. Yeah, get to talk to. We're very interested people. in data. We draw graphs on our whiteboards. Yeah, data. I don't know. No. But uh, well, maybe we we can get into the data stuff later. But God no. We Thank definitely you. have to from coming from the product manager. But uh, the other thing was at the boot camp. I remember we all had to do lightning talks as part of the boot camp. So every oh every yeah. week, so throughout the whole um, course, everyone got allocated a week. And when your week came up, you had to do a five or ten minute talk on any topic you wanted to. I liked that. But I then again, that well. was from me. Like uh, I felt like, were, like other people would have been like... Yours was really good. Yours was on Agile, I think, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, yeah I'm you pretty were sure agile. it was. Yeah, yeah. I s- you're the agile messiah, aren't you? I think <laughs> so. Before the show, Ash was telling us that he actually re- he's rebranding when we to said be an agile messiah. Yeah, when, when we asked him what he wanted to talk about, he's like just agile, just the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I just want to talk about agile. I just want to talk about the agility. Enterprise <laughs> agile is Enterprise like agile. his middle name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just imagine. There has to be someone whose middle name like they just like they've so they're so bought into agile. Yeah. They're like. Are uh, their kids called like Enterprise oh, Agile? For sure. Like Enterprise Agile Smith? I've met the <laughs> acolytes of Agile. <laughs> yeah. It gets All reviewed every year on the birthday as well. Yeah. What a poor they have stand ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, yeah, those lightning talks were fun. Um, I actually did that at my like next workplace. You gave the same talk? No, 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 no. We, we did the lightning talks like oh, yeah. as, as like a squad. Yeah. I think I've done it everywhere. E- e- yeah. Every job I've done so far has been. There's been some sort of lightning talk. System. I think it's it's one of those culture builders. I think just because, especially when the lightning talk is like on nothing, like nothing to do with work. I love that. Oh, I hate that. I love. I that. hate going. <laughs> no, those are the absolute. <laughs> guarantee you. The thing is that happens, and then everyone tunes out and they're on their phone. But you're talking about like the cool new API you just shipped and uh, why it's epic. Your lightning talk everyone's was on interested. efficiency. I remember it was really good. You were like, "These are the Which tools one? I use." Oh yeah, like these are one. the tools I use to be more that was efficient. Still, that was technology, though. Yeah, yeah. It's but like this is how you ship more. Yeah, code but it's faster. not. It's not like it's not like about because you could easily. Oh, do like it. tangent. It's it doesn't have to be about the product exa- itself, yeah. but like technology related. I think. Oh yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. no. Those are good. The people who do like you don't want snowboarding. Do I like. I'm dead inside as soon as it starts. <laughs> 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 like first image. The people who talk about it are already telling me about it normally through the day at lunch. 
now so there's a formal setting. Now there's like a formal setting where I, I have to like <laughs> clap at the end. No, no, I love that stuff. No. I'm all about it. Yep. Has Agile changed? Because that was two years ago. Has Agile changed? Yeah, like is there I a world so. of post-Agile? Like In the post-Agile <laughs> world. In the post-Agile world. I live in the is this, world. Is this post-Agile the post new normal? Ad- yeah. <laughs> I think so. This is a good blog post title actually. Huh? This is a great blog is post, post title. Is post-Agile the new normal? Yeah. yeah. Are we living in a post-Agile world? Yeah. I um, think that must be, a, that's already a thing. The difficulty about this is I can't even define Agile for you. Yeah. I really can't. I don't know. You I had a pretty good idea before. You mean it's like... I pulled it off the web. Yeah. You pulled it off the web. Yeah. Well, this like is off like the manifesto. It's like off the manifesto, exactly. Well, that's, the, that's the right source document. That's the source of truth. The issue is no one treats that as the source of truth. And most people, like even product managers I know, don't know that the manifesto exists. No. Yeah, they love to say agile. And then all they know is like the scrum framework. I don't. Yeah, I think even then, like you can know it. And then does it actually work for you? Yeah, you got a child named things. with the middle name Agile. The thing about like oh, so the thing is, if you have someone called like Scrum, mm. it could be like a rugby player, or uh. you, or, oh, or th- they could you be give like them a lot of life choices. Exactly. You could be software product or rugby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's all there is to opening life. up your child's life. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Scrum. I think um, what was it? Bob Martin said that Agile was uh, the way that. Uh, professionals were observed, like mature professionals were observed working in the world. Like that's all it intended to, to was intended to be. Yep. Was just this is how people who meet deadlines act, not a framework that yeah. specifies daily stand-ups. There's nothing about stand-ups in, in the manifesto or even spoken about. I don't about know, the places that I've worked at, we rarely use the word agile. Mm. As in like, unless we're talking about You're a lucky man. That <laughs> framework, <laughs> like day-to-day, it doesn't really sort of come up. This is the first place I've been that hasn't had an agile coach on staff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Purely for lack so of funding. That's our first. That's why we brought you, Ash. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want that, please. Yeah. Um, an agile coach. What's an agile coach? An agile. That's a good question, Frank. I would love to be able to answer <laughs> that as well. Unfortunately, I don't think even the agile I think, coaches. I think they in general help better practices is their goal. I think like even they like try to implement a framework. Yeah. Is that like a scrum master? They can they, be. They can, they can be anything. Like normally what they'll do is they'll come in, they'll do a whole bunch of interviews and then they'll be like, oh, these are the issues with the way that you deliver software or something. Uh-huh. And they'll try to talk to each team and then uh, analyze. Create a framework. Yeah, create a framework for everyone to work inside of. Yeah. Okay. But essentially like from the outside world, it looks like they've been employed for a year and uh, thus far, all they asked for was, can we have a, like a JIRA board for this? And that's mm. the sum of their output. Yep. But anyway. Yeah, I think in general, they're just, they're there just to hopefully help you work better and yep. with less crap around. Can you talk about what you guys do at Zip? Can you give us an idea? In terms of Agile or like how we work? Yeah, how's like, do you guys do Scrum or... Yeah, we we follow Scrum. Um, well, we've got two a weeks. Loose interpretation of Scrum. Yeah, we've got yeah. two weeks sprints. Yeah. Um, you know that's again. So this is sorry before I dive into it. It's like yeah, you no can one does strict strict Scrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So it's just to be honest, and my advice is always just find whatever works quickly, ah. and yeah. then and then just keep making sure that everything works. Mm. So yeah. There are certain like um, there's certain I don't know behaviors practices which are good, which almost always drive 
better success. So like transparency, trust within the team. If you have like a few of those ingredients, you're probably along along like you know a lot of the way there. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, we got we got what those two experience. Um, we have the rituals like planning, sprint planning, retros, backlog grooming. You know, um, sometimes they're more effective, sometimes they're less effective. Again, that's why you, you know, if you hear a recruiter go on the team, if you hear a recruiter go, oh yeah, no, these these places, yeah, they practice scrum, they're not like waterfall, whatever. Yeah, just much faster waterfall. Yeah. Fast waterfall, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, fast is, your, how exactly. fast is your waterfall flow there? Yeah, we yeah. get in trouble much faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Oh, we're drowning. <laughs> yeah. We don't miss our, we, like, we miss our deadlines so fast. <laughs> That's essentially it. Oh, we're agile. <laughs> like, I've worked. So, yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah. So, I mean, we do those things to, like, different levels of effectiveness. Um, yeah, and I think at the moment it's just, it's whatever works. Um, so yeah, we don't, we don't follow, I think all the practices again. So I, that's why I don't, I've never, I don't think we've ever called ourselves an agile organization just because please don't. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, don't I, I think we just, this is how we do. And we just say, this is how we do products and, and engineering and mm. ship product. Um, and then sort of every week, every quarter we sort of, oh, okay, what can we do better? Mm. And that's in general, our approach. Yeah. I know it's not really answering too many questions, but really, no, it does. That's probably no an effective way for your team. There's though. no, there's no strict framework. Like you said, just do what works. You don't, like have, to, got, yeah. don't have to put it inside a box. Just but because like we have else's. what I think, I don't know, at least ten squads. I, I don't remember. Yeah. So, so what happens when you get to that size is that things get things can get missed if you don't have structure because you're relying on other teams to like you know you could be sitting on your hands for like a week. Because you just realize, oh yeah. crap, that's a piece of software. Or that's that, an issue with or like that cross team communication. Exactly. The smaller your teams, the so that's and the more concentrated, the better. And that's where some rules help. Yeah. And then you're just trying to find the sweet spot. Is that rule too overbearing, or is that rule just enough? Mm. But if a team owns enough, like having even any rituals can be negative. I feel. The like w I, w I worked uh, the what one of the last projects I did was just like a, a large scale migration essentially. And that was all Kanban. We literally had the 10 minute stand up every day and that's probably the most agile I think we've been. Like we were able to get things done quickly without all of the ceremony and everything. That was, that was a fantastic experience. Strict, like Kanban was literally just post-it notes essentially. Yeah, that Fantastic, works. yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't. Yeah, I think I think it's always don't tie yourself to one thing, and but where you when you start to scale up your squads and your teams, that's when you need to start need thinking structure. about yep. some structure. Structure, mm. just enough is a pretty good policy as well. I find like just like getting requirements all written up just in time, ah, you know, yeah. getting uh, you know, delivering what you need just in time, yep. just enough structures and then balls don't get dropped mm. it's, it's it's i think it's a good way because if you keep that mentality you never you don't sort of create too much structure before it's really necessary i've seen lead developers literally just like essentially locked in meeting rooms for most of the week just like agile ceremony after agile oh ceremony no. and then you end up getting like cross team like you'll have all front end back end particularly in like horizontal slices you'll have like oh well the back end people have to be in the meeting for the 
front end team because they have to know what APIs to consume. So you just uh. end up you end up with probably like three hours a week of actual development <laughs> and ninety percent agile. Yeah, but why isn't this feature shipped yet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the point. Um, you know, Elon Musk he he tells everyone not to have meetings. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Less meetings, better. Less meetings are better. So then, when do you get a chat? <laughs> on the way to you know pick up the coffee. Coffee? Yeah, I feel like there's like a right as soon as you become a developer, you get to have a coffee like every two hours. No mm. one cares. Yeah. Shit, I've only I've been doing it every hour. Yeah. I have to cut that back. <laughs> have you worked Good with feeling. any um, overseas developers? Yeah. I've never worked with an overseas developer. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had uh, contractors. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's it. That's that's also another situation when you have like all of a sudden too many meetings. Mm. Because like so like when we started working with overseas developers, you would have your morning stand-ups and then you're like, oh crap we've got to get them involved because you know that's the right thing to it's do an 11 o'clock stand-up so then you're like oh crap then we also have like a afternoon or a 5 p.m or a ah. 7 p.m stand-up so you're like now i've got two stand-ups a day mm. and then wait you have to all these other them across time zones as well is well, that the issue you're trying to yeah because you're yeah. trying to include them and then you there's no point of just them having their own stand-up yeah yeah because yeah so then you're like okay i guess everyone's on this one too mm. So that's another place where you're like trying to cull, cull the fat in terms of the amount of meetings. So we've just done like every other day we have a stand-up in the evenings to like loop up with our developers overseas. Yeah, that's always the, the remote contractors I've worked with luckily have been able to be given massive chunks, like literally like here is a system to integrate with. This is the API we expect. Here's six months and then just like leave them in the corner and then someone else is managing that's essentially the ideal state for the if you it's particularly if most of your team's in the office because no no one's going to really accommodate them as oh much yeah. as they would want to no you have to like be in an environment where people are already aware of working remote yeah so mm. so you let them go for 6 months yeah when you when you're operating in you don't check in no of course oh yeah so you check you got to say it's a long time between you'd phone have calls. like a the thing is, you you communicate asynchronously. So, like, you send a Slack and you don't expect a response back oh, okay. until whenever. Like, yeah. literally whenever they decide to answer, they'll answer. And then that's that you learn to, like, ask questions in that way if something needs tuning. But ideally, if you give them something that they own, you can do code review with them if you want. But then that's a, that's a minimal amount of communication. Communication is really the issue. Yeah. As we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. So, on that, on that front, like, it's um yeah I found some projects work well with overseas um, just because of the, the time zones mm. you know if if there's a really really well specced out like this is what needs to happen we we are rebuilding this with all this functionality into this architecture mm. run go sounds great great yeah it works well but if you're like launching in a new part of the business where there's the you need a really really tight feedback loop yep. so like what you're hearing from the market, what you're hearing from the customers, and then you're like, hey, okay, we should change this because it's not working. Mm. Or like, oh, I don't know, but can you just try that? Can you just try this? Can you, you know, that works much better with at least a team in your time zone mm. because then you can have that conversation because you don't even really know what's right at that point. So you're like, oh, hey, James, can you, um, you know, it could be something which I won't get you to do, 
change, change the color, color of a button. button. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or <laughs> like the traditional yeah. task that a product exactly. manager gives you. Or like, or like, um, <laughs> excuse me, changing the color broke the padding. Can you yeah. fix it, please? <laughs> I'll or just drag um, this back into to do. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like, it's, I know it could be something even just like a, a smaller feature, like, I don't know, we, some, some feature which I don't really know what it's about, but we think it's going to solve a problem. And then you can just work with the engineer for like an hour. To prototype. To prototype, workshop it. And then, you know, at the end of the workshop, the engineer without any sort of formal requirements can just take a stab at it, yeah. right? And that allows you to sort of have a really close feedback loop to then launch something out. That works really well with local teams or at least once in your time zone. And I would never do that sort of work with someone overseas yeah. because it's just too slow. How do you do it now with the COVID situation? You guys working from home? No, no, no. We're, we're pretty mixed. Um, we get people in the office and people at home. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's can you still run those kind of sessions via Zoom and stuff? Or? You can. There's enough tools like Miro and all that. Ah, like yeah. There's whiteboarding tools to yep. do that. But because now, like, luckily, we're, we're pretty okay here in Sydney. Mm. It's easy enough to do, you know, one day a week in the office or two days in the week. And yep. then you do those meetings then. Mm. So I don't think there's too many dramas. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you going back to one of the other things you said mm. about um, you know when you want to quickly iterate and pivot on stuff, yeah, and you're listening to the market and you're listening to the users and you're listening to the business, you're looking at the data, looking at the data, yeah. How do you make these decisions? How do you, like, as a product manager, like, give us the, the Ashma, uh, the approach, the approach, yeah, the because approach. Like over, yeah, <laughs> reach end yeah. into, <laughs> yeah. because there's so much tear up, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, tied up, because there's so much to, so many data points, like, and. and Things you need to touch on before you can make these decisions yeah, on where yeah. to pivot. Well, and like when you got a new, when you got a young product compared to an old product, well you, like you can. I think one of the key things here is that if you are in a really, so like Zip, Zip's obviously quite a large business, so we have a lot. You know, we've got data teams, we've got researchers who are UX focused. We've got researchers who are come from a traditional, more traditional research background. Yeah. Um, <coughs> So we can have a lot of data points if we wanted to and a lot of actual testimonials and things that customers are saying about the product. Yep. And the issue with that, it's great, but you can be overburdened by the amount of feedback yeah. you're getting. Paralyzed. And then, and, then, and then it's just, you've got so much feedback. Oh, look at how much feedback and look at some of all the data. It's like, yeah, but like, are we actually going to action on any of this anytime yeah. soon? Like, so... So I think that that's one of the first things to be mindful of is how much data you actually need to make a decision. Like if if, if you're talking about, uh, oh, we need to, you know, we've got 10,000 visitors to this part of the app um, every six months. And, you know, that's, that's not a lot for, 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 you know, an established company, you're just consumer facing. That's, that's not a lot. So, and we want to try and like... Um, you know, increase increase the usage of this part of the app. Like, that only gets ten thousand. Like, don't be over overburdened by looking into all the data, mm. in to then just to make a decision. Like, it's only going to affect ten thousand people over six months. Mm. So just go ahead, look at some, 
a little bit of feedback, you know, a couple hours, mm. I'd say, and make a decision on, on what can change that number for you. Yep. Where you don't want to look at closer data is where it really affects, which it's the opposite of that, where you're looking at t- trying to take in all the feedback and all the and all the um, data points is where it really affects your business. So if you if you change, uh, you know, a sign-up flow or you change a purchase flow to, to a part of your product or some high traffic area, mm. that's where you really want to be careful of how much you tweak and, and just be more considered So and take a longer time to think about that. Yeah. But where you can do all the little adjustments, which don't really affect too many people today, obviously, hopefully, it affects a lot of people in the future, but where it doesn't really affect a lot of people today, just go for it. Push that change. Don't do as much research or don't do as much due diligence because the risk is low. Listen to your heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the heart of the cards. <laughs> yeah. So wha- uh, do you do a lot of uh, verification with data after the fact or in this role or previous roles? So after the fact. Like post-implementation. So yeah. one thing that I feel like is typically missing in the feedback loop is normally it's they, they use data to get what they think like they come up with a hypothesis yep. and then they, they come up with the, the idea and then that drops off once it's implemented. It's implemented and then it's like now we're focused on the next feature. And they never really verify whether or not it's actually doing what yeah, it's Yeah, whether to it do. actually has yeah, any no, no. use. So a really good habit to get into is if sometimes you're like, okay, is this... So these, this is particularly the problem when you're tweaking something. Like you're tweaking a flow, a feature, whatever. It this this typically isn't as much of an issue when you're launching something brand new. Um, I don't know. For example, Zap. You know, let's say you're launching uh, payroll accounting software mm. alongside with Zap. Like that's a brand new feature. Um, you're most likely already you will be tracking. You know, the adoption, revenue that it brings. Maybe signing up to that package and so on. You you'll be already tracking those. But where I've seen this problem that you've talked about, James. Um, where people go with that hypothesis, this is the data, and then they release that feature and then they don't track is when people are sort of tweaking or experimenting with certain things. So a good habit to get into is just remember to, before you launch that feature, what are the outcomes you're trying to get to? You know, is we're expecting conversion of this part of the funnel to get up 5 10%, 2%, whatever, and then to report back in on it yeah. every, every week just to see if that change you did is this the case? So, what works well with us um, at, at Zip, particularly what we've used is we use Optimizely, um, which just uh, you know it helps with feature branching, you know, feature flagging different products, but as well as it helps us run a lot of experiments, mm. um, just to be able to okay, did this lead to the change we want, and then we can report back on it, and then either keep or kill that particular change. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's helped a lot previously because uh, the instinct only gets you so f- particularly once you've gotten past the first like year of the product. Yeah. When it's now like, oh, why isn't this getting adopted by these people or fixing something? It's very easy to just say, oh, instinct, we just need this. And then I remember one time we spent uh, a month delivering a, an integration that was instinctually correct. No one had measured it and then uh, brought it up later. It ended up that only one person had actually ever <laughs> used, used the feature. The instinct was off a little <laughs> the bit. The Just on that one. Pretty far off on that. Yeah. yeah. So there are ways to like um, to verify a lot of the 
stuff before you go and build it. Like, I don't know if you can say, like, how long it took you guys to build? How long? Probably about, a, like, a full month. A full yeah. month for how many people? For three developers, yeah. So how much cost is that, do you reckon? What? It's like substantial. 20, 25 grand? grand, probably, yeah. Grand, yeah. So we make big money, developers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Jelly. I should have. I should have gone to product. Um, so yeah, fifty grand. So that costs fifty grand to get what, one one user. So it's not the best uh, when, when cost per conversion, no, is it? No, no. But like a, an easy way to see if people would actually use that integration is to, I don't know. Let's say that integration was with, um, I don't know, Apple Inc. I'll call it a fictional company. What you could do I'm there. I'm pretty sure there's a real company called Apple. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, pick a different <laughs> I fruit. thought this was my company. Orange Inc. Orange, Orange Inc. Yeah. They yeah. sell laptops <laughs> and phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Lemony? The O-Phone. Anyway. The O-Phone. Yeah, so let's say you're integrating with the O-Phone. And um, the O-Phone. <laughs> Actually. Don't think about let's it. Just <laughs> <laughs> let's just. Blue Inc. Blue Inc., okay. So um, you're integrating with them and you want to avoid the $50,000 cost, well, the potential cost. So just put a, put a button like on whatever, wherever you think your users will interact with this, like eventually with this thing, just put a button there mm. and just says, I don't know, turn on integration or integrate me with Blue Ink. Yeah. Just see at least how many clicks you get. And what do you do when the person clicks that? You pop up a modal and being like coming soon? Yeah, coming soon. That's a fucking yep. fantastic idea, actually. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, that's because so good. How much? How much? How much? How long? That actually would have changed. I know you're really good buttons. Yeah, yeah. I know you're really good buttons. How long will it take you for you to build a button like that? Oh my god, probably at least a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but a no, week for a now. We need a, we need a, a week for planning a week. session for <laughs> that. Yeah. A week for one developer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's still so it's much still cheaper much than cheaper. fifty thousand. Yeah. I'm definitely going to estimate it at a week, even though it'll probably take me like two hours. This is exactly why I did a coding breaks. bootcamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To call out people like you. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, just just like so. Well, I've got to so build the analytics system for the bit button as well. Ah, that's you know, there's right. the web yes. socket to like communicate asynchronously. There's a validation <laughs> verification <laughs> stage. It's complex architecture. Ash, yeah. Here, uh, this, isn't, this isn't going to work out. No. <laughs> need optimizedly oh different th button colors. Yeah. Was this an interview? <laughs> 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 yeah, you're never coming. Uh, um, so, you know, so that's so much cheaper, right? And you're validating it with actual data. I've never seen anyone do that. I can think of one website where I've actually clicked on something and I've seen it coming soon. Yeah, we, we, do, we do it quite often. It's yeah. a great idea. It's a good one. Yeah. I'm glad that you gave us that idea because we're actually going to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, so. The zero thing? So, I think so, so actually. It's idea. not a bad idea. Yeah. So I've seen... Yeah, I was when, yeah I, when I was talking about a payroll feature. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, this is just a planning session. Yeah, this this is actually just <laughs> growing my business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, th there are there are things there's there are, there are ways you can do that, and there are um, some companies probably can't do that as much anymore. So, why is that? Well, like let's say you Google right, like you definitely can't do that on search, like on the yeah. search homepage. Oh, you could though. It's just someone would be angry. Yeah, like, I don't know, someone would probably lose their job. So, like, so oh. are th there are other ways to do that where, let's say you're a really, really large company and your reputation, and it's like a, on a part of the app where you're, you don't want to fuck with. So, you could stand up, and what you're trying to do here is measure intent, 
right? You're measuring, if you're trying to integrate something, you're trying to measure, are people likely going to use this? So you're trying to get their intent. You're not asking them, because if I ask you in a survey, would you use this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. There's no cost to You me. do the, yeah. the user interview, they're always going to say like, oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. 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 And then you build and you're like, why aren't you <laughs> using it? Yeah. I literally you asked you. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This cost us $50,000. Oh my God. Your words have <laughs> so ruined me, Sarah. <laughs> so, 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 but like if you just organically present it to a customer, there is a cost to them, even not, not necessarily, like there could be a cost to them actually clicking a button and purchasing something in their eyes. But even there's a cost of them just clicking somewhere, mm. moving where the mouse across. Effort, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh my so god, let's I actually am in love with you yeah. all over again, Ash. Yeah, <laughs> it's back. This is a great idea. <laughs> so, so if you're a really large company, right, and you don't want to risk that uh, reputational risk of, you know, let's say Google on su- on search, mm. what you could do is I don't know. You can run off like a Facebook ad, or you can run some ad which it says, you know. Let's say again, it's like to do with payroll mm. with this company called Blue Ink. Then you can be like, you know, integrate your payroll with your with this HR software and run an ad and just to see how many clicks that Facebook ad gets. Oh, yeah. Right? Because you're a really large company. You don't want to risk your brand and people knowing that your brand is looking at this. So you can just stand up a fake corporation almost mm. and then just pretend that you're a company. Have a landing page. Exactly. And cool. a landing page. So, and then you can also measure the clicks on the landing page. And then that way you don't need to risk anything. In terms of your reputation. This is like the deep dark secrets of uh, product. I used to think product waste of space. However, <laughs> <laughs> after this <laughs> podcast, my faith is entirely restored. <laughs> so that waste, yeah, you can you can you can hack things and you know find out the results. So those are data, but th- that's like hard data points, right? Mm. Sometimes, so there are ways you there are times when you want to use quant, and this is this is another quant what, measure, what like quantitative oh stuff. Okay, yep. So so then you can. Measure intent, measure if people want to uh, use something, but what that doesn't get you is you never really understand why people want it. Mm. That's when you got to start actually talking to people. So you like, so like you can click on it. I don't really know why you clicked on it. Um, could have been a misclick, or, you know. Mm. If you get enough sample size, you know it's not a misclick, but you don't really know, you know, something about that copy on that button made you say, oh yeah. This is something I'll I play want. Raid Shadows like Legends. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll buy more Bitcoin. <laughs> um, but you don't really know why. So that's when you got to start talking to the customer mm. and be like, hey, like, you know, we call them up or whatever. Do you actually reach out to customers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, just this past week, um, spoke to like six, seven customers. Oh, yeah, nice. And then next week, we've got a second iteration of this design thing that we coming got coming up and another. Seven customers, hopefully. Because again, like we want to make sure we understand why, mm. why they um, want to do what they do. Because we and some of these experiments again, like we've 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 run, mm. <laughs> and then the customers are oh coming soon or like thanks, yeah, are you interested? Would you like to know more? <laughs> and six customers a week. I spoke to a customer once, <laughs> and uh, I did not enjoy the experience. <laughs> Frank, Frank can do that for they you. They didn't know anything about Postgres, actually. It's very <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> you need to start telling them. I was trying to explain why the feature they wanted was so <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and they just looked at me <laughs> judgingly, <laughs> telling me it should be easy to add that button. Yeah. And then you started screaming at <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just my personality type. Yeah, there you go. 
So where do you draw the line? But at some point you've got to say, okay, users, like thanks for all the input, but we're not doing yeah, everything you say. Like, Where do you draw the line? Apple. Like, some, like people will have, users would have unlimited requests, you would think. Oh, hell yeah. All heck, the time. Heck yeah. So how do you, how do you filter out the good oh ones? Yes. <laughs> so how do you filter out the good ones? Um, well, I mean, you can rank some of their requests. So, so there's, well, before so I guess I sort of answering that question, there's like, there's only so much research you, you can do. Mm. And again, this is like, this is the same thing as like having too much data. Yep. Like sometimes you just got to just take the punt and just do it. Like, just go. Build it, get it out there and Don't see get if you can sell it. Analysis paralysis. Exactly. Yeah, that's a I rhyme. I can't say that. Analysis paralysis. Get ready. Oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> should be a rapper. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's smooth. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like you sometimes you just got to just got to go. Same thing with with um, what the f- what the features that customers are requesting. Like eighty, like you know, eighty percent of what you c- you can sell for eighty percent of it. Don't worry, that that last twenty percent is going to take you another eighty percent of the time. So just build for the eighty percent. Yeah, um, and you probably cover most most of your bases. And then the other twenty percent of people that you don't cover, they'll probably still use your product if it's better, just yeah. because it does enough. Um, yeah, so certain ways you can, I don't know, that can rank different features. Like let's say, I don't know, your soundboard mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, there's going to be, I don't know, certain features on your soundboard. Like I want to have more than 10 plugs for headphones. I want to have 20 different, I don't know, sound, uh, sound, effect, buttons. sound effect buttons. And then I want to be able to control... Uh, control these different i don't know 12 different mixing options yep. for example but you can get your customers almost to force rank all of these things so you ask or you survey i don't know let's say 100 200 customers depending on what you're doing if you're b2b probably less mm. if you're b2c probably more but you survey them and like all right you only get five picks and you've got like 15 different features and you see which five come out most and it's probably 80 percent so that way you're not building endlessly and endlessly yeah i've seen those memes building endlessly well like you get 15 dollars and you have to pick which girlfriend and car you want wait what haven't you seen those ones yeah you can buy a girlfriend on this meme you can oh (laughs) i don't think we can talk about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it's like it's how do you spend the with 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 a limited amount of resources. Yeah. What's the most important to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really fun way. And like I've seen those on like the other sp- like sport, like build your NRL team or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, if uh, you stop taking notes, just keep writing over there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I could just come back. Do you think uh, product will ever be? Is product one of those roles that you think can be replaced by uh, machine learning or artificial intelligence? Um, as long as you don't want to talk to customers, we will always have a role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll, they'll probably replace me eventually. At least a good portion of my job. So. I don't know. It's pretty interesting with the I don't know with the machine learning everything. There's um, I reckon those create the creative roles really stick around for longer. It, there's a couple of roles that I think that's been said about, and it doesn't. Oh, I can't remember. I've read so many articles about this where like, just even data driven, uh, roles aren't the only ones being automated away. But yeah, I don't have. Yeah. I don't remember it. I don't. I don't know. I'm not, because a lot of it is instinct. I think that's that's what I was alluding to before, where it is literally just pulling features out of your ass. 
it like that's what it appears to like it is literally like a good product manager just like has a better instinct i feel well a lot of the instinct comes and also from knows that one trick that you know <laughs> about the button <laughs> and like he said find the data that backs up what he wants to do yeah exactly yeah and i can, I can find it's if really if it's all just still all we're getting at is it's just instinct and pulling yeah. it out of your ass. It's just like <laughs> this you one can, sounds more you professional. Can, <laughs> you can always find the data to back up what you're yeah exactly yeah. what you think yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it is really just combined. But then obviously, if you want to become a you know a good company or a good product, it's you know you just have to be honest with yourself. Like how reliable is this? <laughs> I or wish like I was like a good company. Um, <laughs> I wish that One too day, sometimes. don't give up. One day you can be, you can grow up and be a good company. I'll be a non-for-profit. Okay, very good. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is some dead air right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like you can. You just gotta. It's not instinct. Uh, yeah, a little bit. It is definitely instinct. A lot of it's yeah, it can be instinct. Everything you've said thus far, ninety percent instinct. Or about no. what about? What Especially in small companies, it has to be almost oh, 100% are, Yeah, you've got, you've got no time. Yeah, there's no not going to so be any limited. data, yeah. The best you can do is come up with a survey. That's why I see a lot of good, that's why I see a lot of good startups for good founders. They've, they've been in, in, in the industry that they're solving that problem for. Mm. So, because... Like us. Yeah. They're, they're entrenched already. Well, y- you can rely so much more on instinct because hopefully you've got a really good read on what the problem is you're solving. Right. Don't try and penetrate a new uh, market. No. Or you, or yeah. 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 Because if you're relying so much on instinct, there's only s- you're not going to have a lot of data on your hands. Mm. You're not going to have a lot of resources on your hands. So a lot of times, if you don't just go for just go for that leap, you're gonna you're gonna burn down your cash. You're gonna burn. Yep. D- you're gonna you're gonna fold. So so that's why I think a lot of you see a lot of the, s- the typically successful founders have some background or have some empathy mm. for. The problem. Well, I have no empathy, but um, I think Frank has some background, so <laughs> we got yeah. that covered. Yeah. No, I didn't want to call it out, but no. as you did, yeah, it's sure. very obvious. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, but because that was my motivation, I thought like the idea was pretty good, and I bounced it off a few people, and then uh, I just thought to myself, I'll oh, just give it a crack. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then the other thing is like, I find this especially the case in B two B companies is like. You're solving that problem that you've already yourself had, but because you've already s- had that problem before, yeah. you know other customers as well. So they're also your place of like turning to when you ask, when you're pitching for new sales. Mm. Um, B2C, less so. But again, like B2C, a lot of B2C problems are like, you know, everyone has them anyway. So I don't like C's. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, one other thing, like I, w- I read this article the other day. And um, Facebook is like launching this uh, app. It's it's a just Facebook like app, like a prototype. It's only been released to limited users. I think that's been out for a while. Facebook, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, this one. But it was what the app done was. It was kind of like TikTok, except it was for rapping. So like you could find uh, songs that you would like to rap on and then share them with your friends and rap. Oh. And then I was thinking the other day, like me and James were doing that, just mucking around. Like we, we had the microphones and we plugged the, like there was a bit of config setting it up. Like we had to plug our microphones in and then yeah. we had to get a computer and load a rap song on and start rapping. So Facebook turned that into a product. So it made me think like, 
is everything a product at this point in our lives? Like every little micro problem we have, now that technology is so good and you've got all these excellent tools, can you just like make these little prototypes and just test every single product? And like this Facebook thing might blow up, like it's been getting users on it. So what do you think as a product manager? Like can you make any problem? Can you have a solution that ditches like... You can't, you can't have a... You can validate if it's a problem. But then again, like, like if you didn't see that, okay, if you didn't see that Facebook thing, yeah. it probably wouldn't have been a problem for you. Like, you're like, set it up, yeah, yeah. knock around, yeah. cool. Like, is it really a big problem? No, no it's maybe. not really a big problem. No, but then... Does Instagram solve a problem? Does Facebook, like, do these platforms solve problems? That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't, it's just your life. It's but just like, you want yeah, to, yeah. it's so just like solving it's that. It's just an addition. It's an addition to but your But they've set. got a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. So they can do that if they want. But like, yeah. So I mean, some of these problems aren't. Yeah, they're not going to be especially like. I think, in Emily. So I've worked in a few B two B companies, mm. and the problem is so clear. Yeah. The, the the pain point like there's there's a bottom line, mm. right? What's the bottom line of Instagram releasing stories? There isn't necessarily a bottom line on the consumer, mm. right? That 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 they're improving. Yeah. So you know you can't really. Well, all these things of the wrapping thing, for example, there isn't a strong thing you can sort of validate and say, "Oh, okay, let's let's solve this problem," or like with this solution. Yeah. Um. So, before you get there, I don't know. With the wrapping thing, yes, you can validate it with wrap. You know, wrap alongside me. Facebook ad. Yeah, exactly. Wrap alongside. They don't even have to pay for those Facebook. No. Just write it off as a business expense. Exactly. (laughs) Goes on the corporate card. And you can just like, you know, you can validate that. But then you, when you come to thinking about the solution, mm. you can have a solution that solves it. Like a solution to that Facebook thing will be like, if, if that was a problem for you too, a, a really good solution would just be put, you know, get someone 50 bucks to come in and set it up. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, that, that solves your problem. Yeah, it does. So, but then the next stage is, okay, I've solved that problem. I can solve it. These people pay me fifty bucks again to do it next week. Okay, are these guys just weird, or I mean, mm. yeah, probably, or yeah. is there no, or definitely, is yeah, yeah, exactly, or You've is validated there that one already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sat in here and I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> Who else freestyle raps about software? <laughs> yeah, no so one's sane. Unruly software does. That's who. Uh, yeah, that's right. Mothers. <laughs> let's let's leave our mothers out of this. And then, um, yeah, so you can like sort of validate. You know, okay, I've solved the problem. 50, 50 bucks. Someone's coming in, setting it up. Mm. You guys pay me it again. But that's not really scalable, mm. you're right? So then the next thing you've got to think about is like, how is this solution going to scale? Mm. Um, and then that's that's arguably a bit bit harder. So maybe, maybe Facebook with this wrapping thing because they've built this product, and then you can just share it for the Facebook network. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's that scales. But yeah, so it's always like you know, validate. Do people want to wrap? Use use a button, whatever. Yeah. And then, okay, what's a solution? Uh, the solution to this problem is actually just making sure they can wrap easily. Yeah. That when they want to, they can immediately start wrapping. Okay. You pay fifty dollars for someone to set up a studio. Mm. Okay, that works, but that doesn't scale. Mm. Next step, how do we scale? Yeah. So then you change the solution. Okay, well let's put it in an app. Mm. Let's add a link. So agile. We don't use that word around here. <laughs> 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 I think that's the actual like what agility is though. Anyway. 
post-agile. So true. This is the post-agile world. <laughs>